Welcome to the Fit and Fulfilled podcast. My name is Kushbu and I am your host. I am a mind-body manifesting coach and founder of the wellness consulting business, K-Way. I am committed to helping you tap into the infinite power you hold when it comes to intentionally creating a more abundant life that gets you jumping out of bed with excitement. Over here, we chat about all things mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health to help you constantly manifest bigger and better for yourself. So grab a cup of coffee, bottle of kombucha, or a glass of wine, and let's chat. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Fulfilled podcast. My name is Chris Spirit. I'm your host. On this podcast, we chat about all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. And the whole crux of the show is for you to realize how powerful you are when it comes to creating a life you actually want to be living. How to build a life that not only looks good from the outside, but one that feels so rich, so satisfying, and so abundant. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so grateful that you have stumbled upon my podcast. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you get new notifications when I upload episodes every week, twice a week on Tuesdays and Friday. And if you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm so beyond thrilled and grateful that you choose to spend this time with me. And if you haven't already, please come and say hi to me on Instagram. That is where I hang out the most. My handle is at kushboo.kway. I always love hearing from you, especially if any episodes in particular resonate with you or if there's any feedback or topics you want me to go deeper into, I'm all ears. So don't be shy. Come and send me a DM. And as I record this episode, I have just gone off a call with a private coaching client. And today's been one of those, those days where I'm just like, damn, I just, I'm so grateful for this life that I've manifested. Started off with me doing a waking up, doing a meditation, did a nice journaling session as I had my coffee, then went downstairs for a fasted cardio session. The weather's gone so nice in Dubai. Came back, was working on a new project that is coming out in a couple of weeks. And I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to tell you all about it because... Oh, especially um, especially if you have been wanting to manifest more meaningful relationships, spoiler alert, keep an eye out for that. It is going to be coming out at the towards the end of the month. So I was working on a few hours for that. And then I went for lunch to my favorite restaurant, Tasha's, came back, and then I got on a call with a client. And now here we are recording a podcast episode. And it just feels like such a wholesome, well-balanced, yet productive day whereby I've ticked so many boxes, whether it's my health my social quota, whether it's eating good food, my wor uh, work and productivity. And just, yeah, it just feels like a day where I'm like, if you told the former version of me, those days when I was just feeling so unfulfilled and felt like I was going through the motions that this would be what a regular day in the life would look like, I wouldn't have imagined it. And I share this because a lot of times we think manifestation in terms of the big stuff that we're drawing in, but it's overall, what kind of quality of my life, of my life am I living? And how can I intentionally create a life that not only looks good from the outside but one that just feels so satisfying a life that truly gets me jumping out of bed and I think the biggest indication that we need to course correct is if we find ourselves constantly hitting snooze in the morning or if it's a Monday and we're like oh dreading the week ahead because here's the thing is that five days out of the seven days of the week if you're dreading it and you're counting down to the weekend really I'm not sure what the percentage is right now, but five out of seven, that must be what? Seven, that's like 70% of your week, which you are dreading. Like that alone should tell you that, hey, something needs to shift. Anyways, that all being said, what I wanted to talk about today was advice I would give to my younger self. So today is December 5th. And I shared this on Instagram yesterday, which was December 4th, that it was my half birthday. So I turned 35 and a half yesterday, which might sound silly, but let me explain, is that for so long, I used to always 
throughout the statement, I'm just not a birthday person. And when my birthday would come around, I would actually dread it because of the pressure of what I need to do. And I think it was also like a bit jarring, all the attention I'd get, and you know, people wanting to go out of their way for me. And while I was really grateful, but it just, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, but no, don't get me wrong. It's very special as well. And people are always thinking of you. And the more I think about it and the more I just understand myself better, I realize that it's not that I'm not a birthday person, but it's a lot of times there's this underlying feelings that I don't feel worthy of being celebrated. And I'm sharing this so candidly because I know this is a story a lot of people hold, you know, whether it's I'm not a birthday person or I don't want to celebrate. But more than anything, ask yourself, why do you feel like you're not worthy of being celebrated? Why do you feel like your birthday, your life is not a big deal? And here's the thing is that we all want to attract relationships in our lives, whether it's with our friends, our partners, our family members who honor us, who celebrate us, who value us. But if we're dismissing our own lives and not making a big deal out of the big occasions, we're only going to attract people who neglect us because we're doing this to ourselves all the time. In that level of self-abandonment, we're not a match for the kinds of relationships that we want in our lives. And the deeper I go with my manifestation journey, the more I realize the importance of celebrating yourself and your life at every opportunity, because you don't get what you are. You, you don't get what you want. You get more of who you are. And so when you were just in the vibration of celebrating, guess what? Now you're going to attract more reasons to celebrate, whether it's the engagement, whether it's the job promotion, whether it's the money coming into your can out of nowhere, whether it is signing your home, whatever it is, but those are all reasons to celebrate. But if you were just going through your life living in this very lackluster way and you're not even celebrating the here and now, you're just not a match to the kinds of outcomes that you desire. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, anyways, and so given that it was my 35th and a half birthday, I was also just like being very reflective in my journal. And I was just thinking about how each year, each season, I there's so many lessons which I would give to my younger self. When I look back, there's so many moments, and I think this is for all of us, right? When there's so many moments where we were stressing out, worried, but things worked out so much better than we can realize. And it's only through hindsight do we actually see that. But if we could go back and actually give that version of us advice, a lot of times we realize that that advice is exactly what our current self also needs to hear. So I was just thinking, like, what are some of the lessons that I would give to my younger self? And while there's so many, <laughs> if I really sat and went through them, I wanted to touch upon a few of them, the seven most potent ones from this past year. And I want to share them because, like I said, there have been so many moments that I've had experienced pinch me moments in life, but I've also experienced many moments where I've been in a state of worry over things that just end up working out. And I know that if I was worrying and wasted so much mental energy, I'm pretty sure at some stage you are too. And hopefully these lessons are going to give you the kind of peace to move forward. And especially if any of them in particular resonate with you, please come and tell me. And if you enjoy this style of episodes as well, please tell me. And so I'm just going to dive into them. Seven pieces of advice I would give to my younger selves. And number one is life is not linear. As much as our egos love predictability and love knowing how things are going to be, you're never going to be in an upward trajectory. It's never going to happen in the way you expect. And as humans, we're going to face so many ups, but we're also going to face so many downs because it's in these down moments where we learn, where we're forced to surrender, where we're forced to trust, but we're also given opportunities of growth. And who we decide to be in those seemingly down moments, that is where our power lies. Because when we decide who are going to be in those low moments, we also decide what comes next. 
And in the process, we tap into our own power, our innate power to change things around very quickly. And in these moments, you have to remind yourself, especially in the down moments, who do I want to be? When all is said and done and I look back in this period, do I want to look back and be like, oh man, I played the victim card and I was singing the song, Woe Is Me? Or do I want to look back with a sense of pride that I still maintained an empowered stance? And I promise you, the more you can hold on to an empowered stance and see things as working out for you and decide to view it through the lens of gratitude and abundance and op openness and receptivity and being open to the lesson that's presented in front of you. That's how through that lack of resistance that, and instead leaning into a state of acceptance, you will see things unfolding in ways way better than you can imagine. But it's in these down moments where it's so easy to throw in the towel, but what we end up doing in the process is we create a circumstance that otherwise was unnecessary. We find ourselves in a spiral and because life is just mirroring us in that state of being in a spiral and just being in this state of internal stuckness, we create obstacles. We keep ourselves stuck. And if we don't break that cycle, it just gets worse and worse. So that's the first lesson is life is not linear. The second lesson, and this is in no particular order, is enjoy the journey. Oh man, I think it's, this in particular has become so prominent for me in the last like, month or two is the importance of just romanticizing your life, enjoying every moment and just infusing as much joy into your day and finding ways to incrementally expand your ability and capacity to hold joy. Let me say that again, incrementally increase your capacity to hold joy. It's so funny because we all want to live a happy life. At least we think we do. But for so many of us, we're living, waiting for the shoe to drop because that level of joy that we're calling in, it's so jarring because it's unfamiliar. And so whatever it is you're calling, ask yourself calling in, ask yourself, would I feel safe with that level of happiness, with that level of unfamiliarity? And you might be like, yeah, of course I would. <laughs> It's, it's okay. Well, that's one thing to say it, but now it's can I manage my energy and create an expansive level of internal happiness so that when that desire comes in, I don't self sabotage myself, but instead I'm able to receive it because it just feels so known. It feels so familiar because if I'm if I'm creating a happiness within myself, now I'm a magnet for more reasons to feel happy, and I'm just through the law of expansion. I'm going to keep expanding my own level of internal happiness and. As much as we all want to do more, achieve more, and, you know, be in that mode of getting shit done for lack of eloquence, but sometimes the most productive thing you can do while manifesting is to slow down and make fun a priority. And it's funny because yesterday I was talking to another private coaching client and man, she's just crushing it the last couple of weeks. And I usually give my clients a bit of homework after every call because it's through the application of the concepts we're, we're discussing that the transformations happen. And... I didn't really give her much. And she was like, are you sure this is it? Like, are you sure that I'm going to be getting the results I want? I'm like, yeah, this one, I just want you, sorry, this week, I just want you to focus on having fun, just enjoying your life, live it, treat yourself, go to a spa, that's your homework, you know, go buy yourself something nice. And when we give ourselves permission to have fun, again, we're letting go of this ego's need for more, to do more. And in the process of needing to do more and be more also reinforcing this internal state of lack. But instead, when I can just get to a place of, you know what, joy is my birthright and I'm going to slow down and have fun. Now you're offering a place of abundance. Now you're operating from a place of validation. Guess what you're a magnet for in that state? The third lesson I would share with my younger self is the parts of you that you hide from are also the parts of you that make you human. We all have parts of ourselves that we resist we avoid, we ignore, we look at with contempt or regret. 
And in that state, we're living from a place of internal fragmentation and we're living from a place of resistance. But instead, when you can embrace all of you and accept all of you, even the seemingly ugly, messy, uncomfortable parts of you, now you're operating from a whole self. Now you're acknowledging all parts of you. And that is the highest form of self-love is self-acceptance. And self-love, as we discussed time and time again, is the most magnetic energy to be operating out of. And it's not to say that you look at parts of you which you maybe don't love from a place of like lying to yourself and say, oh, they're amazing, but can I just accept it? Can I accept that it's a part of me? It is my story and I'm going to own it. And if you want to take it one step further, is your willingness to be open and vulnerable about these parts of you will invariably help you unlock life's greatest joy. And that is deeper connections. We don't bond over perfection. We bond over shared vulnerabilities and owning the, and recognizing the humanness within one another. All my most meaningful friendships are the ones which we have just let our guard down and opened up. And not only do you liberate yourself, but you give permission to the other person to let their guard down too. And that is the highest form of self-love you can give to yourself, but the most notable gift you can give to someone else. That safe space for them to be their truest and most authentic self. And I mean, given the work that I do, and I mean, you see with this podcast, I'm very open and vulnerable. And it's not only is it so liberating, but it's also kind of a place of me enforcing myself that I am proud of myself and I love myself and I have nothing to hide because everything is part of my story and I wouldn't change my story for a moment. And I can truly testify to the fact that I have so many deep, meaningful connections and that so many people without even knowing me feel comfortable to open up to me the minute they meet me. It's because I go first. And naturally, I give those in front of me permission to do the same. And I promise you is the things of you that you are hiding from, you're embarrassed about, they're also keeping you stuck. So give yourself that gift of liberation for yourself and just just start accepting them. You don't have to love those parts of you, but just accept them. They're part of your story. They're part of you. And they're also, like I said, they make you human. We're not expected to be perfect, but we're expected to love ourselves and accept ourselves no matter what. The fourth lesson I would share with my younger self is your past only affects your future if you allow it. At any given moment, you can decide to be someone new and in the process, experience new outcomes. So often we're letting who we once were, what we once experienced dictate how we're showing up today. And in the process, we only perpetuate old, outdated patterns. But at any given moment, you have the power within you to decide that was who I was, but that is no longer my story. I can decide to be a new version of myself. And it's funny because let's just talk about a simple example. But let's say that you've always been someone who's been shy and full of self-doubt. And it's very easy to cling on to that identity that, oh, I find it hard to talk to someone. And then so how do I go to change identity? Make a decision. You know what? Today, I'm just going to be more confident. And sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. That might mean, and it's going to, it's going to feel very jarring, but you sometimes you got to lean into the discomfort because the more you do so, you shut down your ego that's trying to keep you safe and protect you and keep you small. But it's, you know what? If you can resonate, wear an outfit today that makes you feel so freaking hot and so powerful and you walk through every door owning the room. You might have to play pretend in your mind, but kids do it all the time. As an adult, give yourself permission to do so. And, practice that new vibration. And you will see that over time, it will just be a new part of who you are. But if you keep telling yourself that this is who I've always been, don't be surprised when you keep experiencing more of the old outcomes. Similarly, let's say you experienced some pain in the past or trauma. 
whatever it is. But if you're letting that be the reason why you don't open your heart up to new experiences, if you're going to use as a reason to not put yourself out there, whether it's in work settings or personal settings, whatever it is, again, it's you, the only person who's going to be held back is you. And you can lighten your load and cut that cord with whatever no longer serves you or aligned with who you're becoming at any given moment. And it starts with a simple decision. That is no longer my story. You're not going to hide from it. You're going to accept it, that you experienced it, but you're also going to make a powerful decision. But that's no longer going to be me. Because at the end of the day, it sounds kind of trippy, but the past doesn't even exist. The future doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is the present moment, the here and now, because you're, who you're being right now is determining what unfolds next. And while you can't change the past because now it's already been wiped out, but if you're letting that dictate who you are in the present moment, you're also a victim of your past. Similarity is if you can now approach your current stance, your current your current moment, my more empowered stance and be proactive in making a decision. This is who I am. That's how you also decide the future that unfolds for you. The fifth lesson that I will share to my younger self is you always have two voices to tune into. You either operate from a voice of fear or faith. Decide which one you're going to feed into. But if you feed the latter, if you feed that voice of fear, you will always be taken care of. So often I hear people throwing out these understatements. Yeah, I believe in the universe. Yeah, I believe in God. But here's the thing is that words mean nothing. How am I showing up my day? If I'm living from a place of anxiety and fear and doubt and worry, energetically it's communicating, I don't trust. Because if you really fully believe that you were supported, if you were really able to trust an unseen reality, which essentially that is what faith is, you wouldn't be phased by what's in front of you. And so again, rather than judge yourself for having these uncomfortable emotions, use it as feedback that, okay, if I'm in such a state of fear and anxiety, A, it means I have a dysregulated nervous system, but B, where am I not trusting? Where is my faith muscle a bit weak? And how can I now strengthen my spiritual foundation to really embody the knowingness that I'm fully supported? And I know that the deeper I get into my journey, the more I really consciously cultivate my faith. And this doesn't mean I'm praying all day long, but it's really checking in that when I find myself going into a direction of negative thoughts to start to question where my manifestations, making a decision that, you know what, I don't need to figure it out. The how and the when is not my job. I'm choosing, it's a conscious decision, I'm choosing to trust in a power greater than me. I'm choosing to let faith propel me and to feed that voice. And the more you feed that voice of faith, it becomes louder over time and you naturally soften the volume of your ego-based fear. The sixth lesson I will share to my younger self, and this is a big one, is until you have all the facts, don't create assumptions. One of my favorite cliches is when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, and we do that all day long. Based on our limited perception of what's going on in front of us, we create stories, we create narratives, and if we're not careful, we could actually end up ruining what could be perfectly amazing relationships. And we also create obstacles when they aren't even necessary. We create mountains out of molehills. And instead of creating assumptions based on your limited information, the limited data that your senses can access, because remember is that your senses can only access 0.01% of reality, but instead, can you just be brave enough be vulnerable enough to ask questions if needed. Can you let go of this innate need to automatically assume? Because remember, when we're creating assumptions about what's happening in front of us, they're based on our own underlying beliefs. They're based on the lens in which we view reality. And if we're not careful, because our brains are always trying to give us evidence for what we believe to be true, we're going to create an assumption that is actually not true, but we're going to make that our own truth. Brene Brown if you haven't heard of her, she is a, a data analyst uh, and researcher, and she talks all about the power of vulnerability. And if you haven't seen already, she has this talk on Netflix. It's called 
the call to courage it's brilliant i think i've seen like five times maybe i'll watch it tonight it's just so so good and you know because she speaks in layman terms and it's just so relatable on so many levels and one thing which stood out for me which i love is not only having these vulnerable conversations but also starting it with when you're telling the other person but starting it with this is the story i'm telling myself and rather than say you know you leave me out or you know people you know did accusing people but instead it's telling the other person for example the story i'm telling myself is that you purposely left me out from this party the story i'm telling myself is that you don't make an effort with me because there's a very big difference between the story we tell ourselves versus what is actually to be true and the minute you accuse somebody for doing something or behaving in a particular way based on your assumption you will create a wedge so quickly and like i said you will ruin what could otherwise be an amazing relationship so till you have all the facts do not create assumptions and the last lesson at least that i'm going to share for this episode is take care of your health like really freaking take care of it i'm not just talking about your physical health your mental health your emotional health your spiritual health take care of your well-being like your life depends on it because guess what it does your well-being is your life force and without your well-being everything else means nothing you can have all the money in the world world but if you're bedridden how are you going to spend that money and don't come back to me and say oh i can go into like amazon because it's not the same it's not the same similarity that you can have all um you can have access to traveling to every destination but again if you're stuck in bed how are you going to actually get on that plane and without your health you're only going to limit your experience of this beautiful life that we all have in front of us and before i wrap up this episode i just I, i can't stress this enough but take some time out and take out a journal or take out your laptop your phone and just note down like what are some lessons that i would tell my younger self because that is the beauty in our lives that every chapter every season brings so many new experiences lessons curveballs growth opportunities blessings and so much more and life becomes so much sweeter when we can allow ourselves to be open and receptive to it all and when we can see life as the gift that it is and that is what living from a place of total abundance looks like and so if this episode resonated with you i'd love to hear from you i hang out the most on instagram my handle is at kushboo.kway and i will talk to you very soon thank you so much for listening to the fit and fulfilled podcast if you have an extra minute i'd so appreciate if you could head over to itunes and leave this podcast a five star review in doing so it helps other people receive this message so they can also go to the next level in their wellness journey i'd love to connect with you so please let me know what your biggest takeaways are in this episode and tag me on instagram at kushboo.kway in your social media post or dm me to help me serve you better and create more content that you can resonate with I'll see you next week but in the meanwhile I'm sending you so much love and goodbye